Proverbs uh, chapter 16, verses 1 to 9. Okay, so. Uh, to humans belong the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. All a person's ways seem pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. The Lord works out everything to its proper end, and even the wicked for a day of disaster. The Lord detests all the proud of heart. Be sure of this, they will not go unpunished. Through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for. Through the fear of the Lord, evil is avoided. When the Lord takes pleasure in anyone's way, he causes their enemies to make peace with them. Better a little with righteousness than much gain with injustice. In their hearts, human plan, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Oh, well, thanks, Stephen, for reading that out uh, for us tonight. Well, before we hand over to James, uh, let me just pray for him. Our Father God, as James comes and opens your word for us now, I pray that you would soften our hearts um, and our minds to hear your message. Father, I thank you for the time that you've given James to study your words and really uh, grasp with it. Lord, give him everything he needs now as he comes to speak. And Lord, may we leave changed because of it. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks, Josh, for leading us so well. And do keep your Bibles open at that passage and we're going to explore it together. And if this is your first time uh, tuning into our evening service of uh, going through Proverbs, uh, then welcome. It's so great to have you with us. And um, just to uh, refresh us, refresh our minds of where we've been uh, in Proverbs so far. Proverbs is a book uh, full of wisdom and it's given us real practical tools and applications for all parts of life. We've seen that this is a book that is written as an instruction manual for a future king. And this book gives all that is needed to live a wise life. We learned a few weeks ago when we looked at chapter 1 verse 7 that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And when we looked at this verse, Dan helpfully walked us through what that means. So do go back and listen to that if you haven't already. But one of the ways that we fear the Lord is by coming before him humbly, recognising his power, his authority and his sovereignty. And coming before God humbly can be a challenge for all of us. But let's look at what this book for a future king says about humility. Because surely if that is how we are to fear the Lord and therefore grow in wisdom, then we better zoom in a little closer to see what we can learn about being humble. And this is where chapter 16 picks up the story. And we will see that a life lived in step with God starts with humility. This evening in our passage, God takes a precise and direct scalpel to our hearts and he highlights the problem area. And we need to be ready and open for God's words to challenge and change us this evening. But we need God's help for that. So let's just pray again. Father in heaven, thank you that you have 
that we have your word in front of us, that is your words from your mouth written down for us to read. Thank you that your word shows us how we are to live in relationship with you. Thank you that you don't leave us coasting along, but your word corrects and challenges us. Lord, we know that sometimes this is painful, but Lord, we want you to work in our hearts so that we can live lives that look more like the Lord Jesus and bring honour and glory to your name. Please soften our hearts this evening to hear from your word. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, we're going to see two things in our passage this evening. Firstly, um, if you're taking notes, it's helpful to have titles maybe. Um, the pride problem first. Secondly, the saviour's solution. So the pride problem and the saviour's solution. Firstly, the pride problem. If you've got a Bible in front of you, maybe on your phone or on paper, then look down with me at verse one and two. It reads this. To humans belong the plans of the heart, but from the Lord comes the proper answer of the tongue. All a person's ways seem pure to them, but the motives are weighed by the Lord. We see this person, person with plans and ways they're just doing things planning life out that seems pretty relatable doesn't it we see a person that's doing things how they want with plans that are just theirs in a way that just seems pure maybe they're just meandering through life a goal or two here a rough plan over there and this sets the scene for our passage this evening a seemingly harmless life setup god involved but maybe only on the edges Maybe we need to dig a little deeper. The next verse, verse three, says, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. Do we find this a challenging verse? It speaks directly into the center point of our passage this evening. Commit everything we do to the Lord. That can't be easy, can it? And as we've already seen, the reality for many of us is verse one and two. I don't know whether you'd resonate your life with verse three. Underneath this verse is a diagnosis of our heart condition. I'm not going to commit everything I do to the Lord if I think I can do it on my own. If I think that I don't need God, if my pride gets in the way of me bringing my life before him. We see the plans are in the human heart, verse one and verse nine. And God addresses the human heart right in the middle. Verse five, you see God's passion for humility. Look down with me. The Lord detests all the proud of heart. Be sure of this. They will not go unpunished. These words don't pull their punches, do they? In another translation, it says, the proud in heart are an abomination to the Lord. These words should hit us between the eyes, make us sit up and realize the condition of our hearts. But what does it mean to be proud of heart? Surely it's just you know, boasting or you know, walking around with your head held high above other people. Well, pride often causes us to filter out not just our own evil, but also God's goodness in other people. We sift them, we see only their faults. When I'm sitting in a sermon or when I'm reading the Bible, it's pride that causes me to skip over what the Spirit's doing in my heart. And instead, I draft a mental list of the someone who really needs to hear it. Pride makes me more concerned with other people's perception of me 
rather than the reality of my own heart. It drives me to fight the sins that are visible to other people and then I make peace with the ones that no one sees. There are many symptoms of pride. It makes us desperate for attention. It makes us unable to say no because we just need to be needed. It makes us obsess over marriage or a better marriage because we're just hungry to be adored. In humility, we can approach God with humble assurance in Christ. However, if either humble or assurance is missing, then we might be infected with pride. Some of us have no shortage of boldness before God. But if we're not careful, we can forget that he is God. Others of us have no confidence before God, which might sound like humility, but it's just pride testifying that our sin is greater than his grace. We doubt the power of Christ's blood and we're left staring at ourselves. With pride in our hearts, we're, we're superficial, we're defensive, neglecting of others, harsh in spirit. Can we see how the proud in heart are an abomination to the Lord? He detests them. Let's take a deeper look at this verse. Sometimes in Proverbs, we have to spend time thinking on certain verses and, and work them backwards, as, as Dan mentioned back in the introduction to Proverbs. So verse 5 says, The Lord detests all the proud in heart. Be sure of this, they will not go unpunished. But seeing that this can be worked backwards, let's give it a go. So another way of saying it would be, The Lord delights in all the humble of heart. Be sure of this, they will not be punished. What a great truth that corrects us one way and is so joyful the other way. Verse 5 helps us, gives us understanding for the whole passage. We can go elsewhere, even within Proverbs, to see this too. Just glance back up to the last verse of chapter 15, verse 33. Wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord and humility comes before honour. We can see how Humility is key in the book of Proverbs. As a book for a king, there's only one king who lived this out perfectly. Jesus says these words at the end of Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. So we've seen how Jesus is perfect humility and he lived a life that shows that. And this proverb has also shown us our own pride and how that's a barrier to us committing everything we do to the Lord. If our pride is detestable to the Lord, then surely we need to kill our pride so that we can come in humility before him. This is the, this is the start of wisdom by fearing the Lord, coming in humility before him. But if you're anything like me, you might feel lost at where do I begin? But there's beautiful news for us this evening. And that brings us on to our second point, the saviour's solution. Often the first step to fixing a problem is admitting that there is a problem. And when I, I found that when I read this passage, my heart was gripped with the reality of my own pride and seeing God's immovable attitude to it. I was 
desperate for a solution. And then right in the next verse, the beautiful solution is given. Verse six, through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for. The gospel, the beautiful news that Jesus is the perfect king who has taken this ruler's instruction manual and he's lived it out perfectly. He is the one who demonstrates perfect humility. Jesus Christ, it says in Philippians chapter two, being in very nature to God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. At the cross, we see the perfect Lord Jesus laying down his life for imperfect people. Who, in the garden before he died, cried out to his father, yet not my will, but yours be done. Our saviour who committed fully whatever he did to his father. The father in heaven in his sovereignty, establishing his steps. And it says, verse one and verse nine, all the way to the cross. By bringing everything we do to the Lord, we recognise his sovereignty, his powerful control over all creation. He gives a proper answer, verse one. He establishes plans, verse three and verse nine. He works out everything to its proper end, verse four. Verse seven, he causes their enemies to make peace. We can be sure of this. We can bring everything to our sovereign God and therefore we can live lives that are sure, that are certain, knowing that our God is in control and that by walking humbly with him each day, he's promised to establish our steps. This passage in Proverbs 16 lays out the way of life for the Christian, a heart that is changed by the risen Lord Jesus, from pride to humility, to live a life that, verse 7, the Lord would take pleasure in our way. A heart that is able to then humbly commit all it does to the Lord. God cares about the condition of our heart, what, what's on the inside, what we're filled with. This Proverbs 16 life, filled with humility, fighting pride every day with the help of the Spirit and the example of the Lord Jesus, is one in which the plans we once tried to fulfill without God are established because they're brought before him. By confessing our pride, we signal the beginning of the end for our pride. For only by God's spirit humbling us, we begin to see ourselves clearly into the sickness and we begin to seek the cure. Just as my concealed pride once moved me towards death, so the acknowledgement of my pride moves me towards life by causing me to cling more fiercely to the righteousness of Christ. Let that be our heart cry this week, this month, this year. As it says in Psalm 139, verses 23, 24, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts, and see if there is any grievous way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we praise you. We thank you that you have given us your word. 
your word that challenges our own hearts, that cuts deep to the centre of our own self-centredness. Oh Lord Jesus, we thank you that you have demonstrated perfectly what it is to live a humble life, what it is to commit everything you do to the Father. Father, we long to live this life, to live a life that's in step with you. Please help us to do that. Please show us areas of our own lives where we, where that secret pride dwells in our hearts and cause us to cry out in need for you. Lord God, please change our hearts for your glory. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen.